Isn't that a beautiful song? Let me love you just the same. Good uh, morning. Happy New Year. Uh, we have so many still traveling and busy and visiting their people. They'll be back with us in due time. Let's pray for them all. Who remembers what was the message last week? Well, I'm not asking you uh, as a test. I'm just uh, reviewing. Last week, we said goodbye to the old year. And uh, we uh, were encouraged to be thankful for the Lord's faithfulness. Remember that? Oh. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. This is every year. This every year. And, and we thanked him for his love and kindness and mercy. And we are thankful that we are here. Um, Ginny always sings the 31st Sunday of the year. Just the same, Lord, just the same. His love never changes. We change, but he never changes. He who has been with us in the past is going to be with us in the future. Provided it all depends on us where we are going to be. And uh, this uh, morning I thought of um, uh, reviewing something with you which is found in Philippians uh, chapter 3. Philippians chapter Three. I want to read a few verses. I'm going to read seven to ten. Paul writing almost thirty years after he got saved on that day on the way to Damascus. He writes to the Philippians, saying, Whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as loss. For the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. And watch these five words. I want to concentrate on them this morning. That I may know him. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. That I may know him. Remember, Philippians 3, verse 10. How do we know Christ? 
at the beginning, the very beginning of this new year. How should we know him? If I were to give a subject to the message this morning, I would say, what is your supreme desire for the new year? Just ask yourself this question. What is your supreme desire? We're not talking about resolutions. You know, we should quit resolutions because resolutions many times we cannot keep. And people make many and they cannot keep them. But what's your desire? Or what's your goal, if you wish? It's this new year. And if you were asked to ask Paul, after 30 years walking with Christ, since that day he accepted him on the road to Damascus, if you ask him, he said this, that I may know him. Five words, that I may know him more. Earlier, writing also to the same, he said, for me to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. And now he says that I may know him more. And you know, Spurgeon wrote a comment on this. For me to live is Christ. I want to attach them together. He wrote something like that, and we should take it seriously And may the Lord speak to our hearts. He said, on the comment on the, for me to live is Christ. I think this is an answer. He says, let us put the toys away. Now that we have seen Jesus die. We cannot go into the toy business. So many people today play Christianity. So many say, I want to be a better Christian. He is just the same. But if we are asking for the Lord to change us, let us change for the better. Let us say... With Paul, that I may know you better at the beginning of this new year. And if I may ask you a question. What is your supreme desire today? What is your supreme desire at the very beginning of this new year? And what would your answer be? I have met many people in my life. I've traveled. I have, especially working within the airline business, I've seen many, many passengers. They talk to me. We, we have had so many uh, discussions. And when I spoke to these many people, I still remember few of their answers, few of their answers and their desires, especially their desires. I have some written here to share with you. One told me my earnest desire is to visit the Holy Land. Good. The other one made my dream in life was to go around the world. 
My desire, another couple said, my desire is to save money and go visit the China Wall. Another person told me, my hope in life is to be able one day to visit the Taj Mahal in India. These things I've collected. I remember. And then one guy told me, I cannot wait till I retire to take a trip to Egypt and visit the pyramids. And I spoke with a young man. We were playing tennis. I was... uh, Many years ago, I was like 30 years old. Yeah, you can tell now how long it was. <laughs> Ages ago, I spoke with him, and he said, you know, Adel, one thing, when we rested after we played a set, when he rested, he said, you know, what's my desire in life? To be a millionaire at the age of 40. This guy died last year without reaching his dream. People desire all sorts of things. They desire positions. They desire money. They desire homes. They desire cars. They desire notoriety. They desire fame. And all kinds of desires. They have ambitions. They are eager to fulfill every ambition here on earth. But you know what someone said? And I was very much affected by that. There is a loftier, higher, a loftier ambition than merely to stand high in the world. It is to stoop down and lift humankind a little higher. So many people, they enter this world and they start working and they start uh, tasting some success. And then what do they start? They start ambitions for themselves. They start concentrating on themselves, on how they can succeed in this life. Not knowing, not knowing that quickly, That might end. I read this morning. This morning. That a a rising football player with Cal. Berkeley. Right. 19 years old. They took him to the hospital and died. He had ambitions. He wanted to to be in the NFLs. He wanted to grow. At 19 years old, he succumbed to that. We forget that our life is in the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who gives life. He is the one to order life to end. But if we, our ambitions, if our desires are to honor him and give him glory and live a life, a truly, this life, a truly to give him all the praise in life. You know what? He will give us the chance to do something for his own glory. What is your desire today? What is our desire? And Paul, what do you think? He says, I tell you right now, 
my desire for me to live with Christ. And my desire, as we read here, to quote it five, five words. I, he said, he said here, that I may know him. People pride themselves with whom they know. I'm a friend of so and so, especially if he's a personality. Or is he, he's in, in the government. Or he is a, say, the governor of California. So many people pride themselves with that. But if we have anything to pride ourselves for, let us pride ourselves with Jesus Christ and him crucified. What is, what is your desire this coming year? Paul said, that's my desire. As if he was saying, I have considered nothing else as worth living for except the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he did. And you know what? God gave him life, life through all the sacrifices that he's made, through all the pain, through all the agony, through all the tests, he was, he went through. He was ridiculed. And by all means, he lived a life of a pauper. And but, at the end of the life, of his life, he said, you know what? I have fought a good fight. And I'm going to go see him. And he will take that crown and put it on my head. And he will say, well done. This is what our desire, his desire. And what is your desire in life? This is early. We are on the fifth day, sixth day of year 2019. When you go home and sit down, don't make a resolution. Don't think of any resolutions because we made so many, but we never achieved them. But see, Lord, give me a desire to honor you. So when I stand before on the judgment seat of Christ one day, you will, say, you will tell me, son, daughter, well done. Enter into the joy of your master. This is exactly what I had on my heart to share with you. And the supreme longing for a Christian today should be, I want to know you, Lord, more. I want to be your friend. What comes to my mind is Abraham. He was called what? The friend of God. Help me on this. He was called the friend of God. And he talked to God. He talked to God. I remember one day when God said, I want to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he knew Lot was down there. His nephew. 
And he went to God and sat down and talked to him. If you read it in, in um, uh, Genesis 18, Genesis 18, I will, I will quote a few things. Genesis 18, and the Lord said, I'm destroying it. And Abraham said, behold, behold, Lord, I have ventured to speak to the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes. He's talking to the Lord. And he said, suppose there's 50. Would you destroy it? And he kept, he kept trying to bargain with the Lord. He was a friend of God and he talked to him and he talked to him until he reached 10. And the Lord, I cannot find 10. He talked to him. He talked with God himself. Because he, he had a certain friendship with God. And we can have that. You can have it if your desire is to know him more. You will be praying and he will answer your prayers. You'll be walking and he'll be walking with you. You'll be working and he'll be with you. Whatever you do, he will be with you and you'll be talking to him. And even if you want to talk to him out loud, I don't mind it myself. Whatever people say about you, he might, they might say he's blabbering. This guy talked to himself. Fine and dandy. Talk to the Lord and you know him. You try to know him and that should be your desire. To know him is the deepest and closest of all ways to have a heart-to-heart fellowship with him. And then understands his suffering and understand when he went through and understand his love, understand his sacrifice and understand him better. Oh, for each and every one of us this afternoon now, each and every one of us to cry in his heart or her heart, Lord, I want to know you more. And you know what? Maybe you have this decision in your heart. Maybe you said, I want to know you more. But, and I, I, I want to live for you more. But something is blocking that vision or that request. You know what blocks that vision, that request all the time? Me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I. I want to achieve my, achieve my desires, but something is blocking it. And what it is? We should be aware, aware. (laughs) First of all, I am so busy. I am busy in the church, especially. I have to attend so many meetings. Not meetings. We don't have so many meetings. I have to attend so many. I'm a member of such and such committee. Thank God we don't have committees here. Do we have any? Correct me. We don't. We have elders and deacons. They take care of us. I am on this committee and that committee and so on committee. And those of you who've experienced that in your life somewhere else, okay, you know what it means. You know what blocks your vision. 
You know, sometimes they'll be fighting, sometimes disagreements, sometimes they... I'm not going to share what I know, but let me tell you one thing. The only thing that blocks our desire from achieving our desire is ourselves. Is me, myself, and I. And we start, make a big mistake when we start looking at our capabilities in the church. At our uh, knowledge, at uh, our programs that we bring, or our achievements, or I know, yes, I know. Let me tell you one thing. When we come before the Lord, let's put the knowledge, let's put the achievements, let's put the ambitions, let's put everything at his feet and say, Lord, I desire to know you more. What is blocking you from going forward? What is blocking you? Self. When self comes between our Lord and us, then we miss the opportunity of knowing him the way we should and owning him as an intimate friend and master. May the Lord give us a clear vision of ourselves. We get so entangled with our problems that our desire to be like him, to live for him, and as Paul said in this, to know him real well, we get so involved and entangled that we forget about the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to solve our own problems. We are going to take charge of our lives. Let me tell you one thing. Give that charge to the Lord Jesus Christ and he will always lead you to clean waters and green pastures. And you will be one of his sheep Happy, enjoying your life. Do you know him? Is this your desire? May the Lord help us to be, to have a 2020 vision of ourselves. So we will not stand in the way of a desire to know him more. Let's place ourselves, please, at the very beginning of this new year. Place ourselves totally, absolutely, completely at God's disposal. Do you want that? This is the remedy. I want to. I get distracted. I get diverted. I have so many problems. Problems in the family, problems at work, problems problems here and problems there and young men and women who are going to college there are so many distractions there put the Lord Jesus Christ before your eyes 
and tell him, Lord, I want to please you. And be careful about relationships that God did not allow you to have. He is to work totally and absolutely through you, with you. And you know what? When you give him the reins and tell him, do as you choose. Do as you choose. You know what happens? Success will be the result. Period. Let's remove ourselves away. Forget ourselves completely. Let's endeavor to get what Paul said. You know what he said? Whatever things were gained to me in this world, I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Don't aim for anything else. I'm not telling you to sit down and say, Lord, here I'm waiting for you to come and bless me. No. Work hard in your job. Study hard in your, in your classes. Work hard at home. Do whatever it is. Give it all your best. And leave the rest for the Lord. He will give you the results. What is your desire? What's your goal at the very beginning of this year? Oh, I want to forget last year. Well, think twice before you say that. General, General William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army, was asked the secret of his amazing Christian life. You know what he said? I told the Lord he could have all that there is of William Booth. As you sit in your seat here, can you tell him, this is Lord, I want you to have my all. Can you say that? My desires, my ambitions, my plans, my life, take it. When you reach this point in life, the Lord stretches his hand and say, let me guide you. Did he guide the Israelites a couple of days? How many? Forty years? Forty years? Forty nights? Did he feed them? Did he give them water to drink out of rocks? Did he take care of them? We have a God who does the impossible for you. And he's willing to go all the way for you. And to show you that he is a miraculous God. If you desire to, to please him and do his will. If you say, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to live for you. Then he will come into your life. Satan wants to completely divert you into other things. And you start 
putting your mind and your whole being into things that disturb you. And you forget to pray. You forget to get closer to God. You start thinking about yourself. That's the blockage. You start thinking about yourself. And when you can't, when you cannot, I should have done that. I, I will do that. Forget it. Just do the work God wants you to do. As I said, do it with all your heart. And give the rest to the Lord Jesus Christ. Is this your desire? As I said today, an inquirer once asked a student, a student among a large crowd, that uh, what three things he most wanted from God. One said, give me books. The student give me books. Health and quietness. Good. He asked a miser. And he cried, money, money, money. That's it. He asked a pauper. And he said faintly, bread, bread, and bread. The drunkard called, more drinks and more drinks and more drinks. He turned to the people around him and he heard a confused cry. Wealth, fame, pleasure. That's my desire. Then he found a quiet man sitting in the back. And he asked him, the quiet man. He was, it looked to him that he's a true Christian. So he, the man replied to his question. All his wishes were met in Jesus Christ. He spoke seriously and he said, let me add a few things. I greatly desire three things. First, that I may be found in Christ and know him. And secondly, that I may be like Christ. And thirdly, that I may be with Christ. What's your desire? Where are your ambitions centered today? What's the plan for the new year? You know, we can't tell. Tomorrow or after tomorrow. Put your plans in God's hands. Put your life in God's hands. And may be the cry of the Apostle Paul that I may know him more. May this be our desires for this new year. And may it be a lifelong goal. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we are thankful that to give us another opportunity to just sit down and look at your word and see what you need from us to do at the very beginning of this year. We don't know what the future holds, but we know the future is in your hands. We don't know anything about tomorrow, 
but we know that you hold tomorrow in your hands too. So, please guide us. We don't want to guide ourselves. Help us to conquer self and give everything to you. And he will take care of us. The only thing is we need to do is what you said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things, all our desires according to your will will be given unto you. Help us to live with that, Lord. Help us not to forget to desire your fellowship first and foremost, to know you more, and then leave the rest to you. Bless each and every family. Those who are still not with us, traveling, those who are ill also, we pray for them all, that you heal them and bring them back to us safely. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.